This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Do you enjoy eating cheese, Kelly? You're a cheese love person? Cheese. Yeah, you oh, and I have yeah, split charcuterie cheese. boards on more than one occasion. That is true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, and sometimes wondered what the other people around us were going to eat. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like uh, it was a public charcuterie board and we ate it all. Um, I I have this cheese slicer thing at home that was gifted to me, but I didn't use for a long time. And it cuts, it slices my cheese into very thin, adorable pieces. And I've been really enjoying just as a texture being like cheese and crackers with very, very thin cheese. Is a jam. Oh, I love it. I, well, I love it. It doesn't have to be too too thin, but I certainly don't like a big old chunk. But for you like a hard cheese, right? Like a cheddar? Yes, for nice. sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And do, do you mind that soft cheese there sitting there? Because sometimes people yeah. get like, ew. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I didn't want to get into a deep cheese conversation because I, it's going to get controversial. I don't like the gooey cheese other than brie. Um, and smoked I don't. Cheese. Yeah, smoked cheese is good. I don't like the stinky cheeses. Anyways, before people start thinking I actually don't like cheese, let's get to audio entertainment with Mike Fair. Audio entertainment and accessible technology are increasingly important in our lives. I'm Mike Fair, here to help you make the most out of your devices. We'll share tech tips and product reviews. Plus, I'll steer you towards the best accessible games, audio dramas, and podcasts. We'll talk about it all here on Kelly and Ramya. While we're having our cheese and our snacks, we can get into some audio entertainment. Audible fans, um, there is new stuff out there for you. So Audible's recently released released the second installment of their own unique addition to the Sherlock Holmes universe. And Mike, you're going to give us your thoughts on the Silent Order, which is the production we're going to focus on today. What's different about this series of Sherlock Holmes stories, Mike? Uh, are are traditional, but they've given been given some twists. So we have uh, Moriarty is the hero, Professor James oh. Moriarty, Sherlock Holmes's arch nemesis. And oh, is this like an anti-hero situation? Pretty much. Okay. Like he is uh, sort of forced into the criminal underworld. He had some equations that were stolen, and uh-huh. uh, the series is his pursuit of these of that information, wow. trying to keep it out of the wrong hands. And Sherlock will do anything to support what appears to be the British government. And uh, he has uh, resorted to all sorts of nefarious, uh, shady tactics to, to uh, do whatever it takes to get what uh, what is Grief. wanted. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's a really, if all the characters are given these delightful twists, but they, but they make sense in a way. Like they're not, you never feel like, oh, this this doesn't really work at all. Like it's mm. it's done so skillfully. I mean, this uh, genre. Is, I, I like that because so many people, this is so chancy because there are those fans out there and say, what are you doing to Sherlock? What are you doing wow. to my favorite? Cool. Yeah, exactly. No, but this genre is <laughs> popping, though. Like, people love this kind of anti-hero stuff. I don't know if the super fans of Sherlock will, but it uh, definitely adds for a lot of layering. Yeah, well, but it's, it's, and it's the people you care. want. Exactly. And I think that's the key, Mike, because we know you still got to have those fans because who else is going to buy this stuff? It's one thing for us to say, oh, that's cool. Are we going to run out and get it? Maybe not, but you've got to get that super fan. What style is used to tell the story? 
So basically, this is done as if you're hearing a movie. So you hear the sound and the dialogue, like people react. There's no narration. You know, a lot of Sherlock Holmes have the hmm. you know Watson character yes. going, Sherlock and I went down to Reading Gate Station. No, this this is just you hear it all happen. And uh, that's that's a really neat kind of take on it. It's all done with this amazing sound and the, the brilliant acting. It's it's just uh, you, really well uh, done. As a blind person who has been really listening to a lot of stuff and taking it in this way, you're used to kind of letting sound tell us so many different things. But you must be at that stage, as we know, audio has popped for so many people, becoming something, whether it's podcasts or dramas like this. We keep venturing further and further into that area where, yes, you don't need the device of the narrator to idiot-proof it for people. They can follow just by hearing, hey, that sounds like a subway train coming in there, or an old train, or exactly. a horse going by. Are you really liking this kind of style over your narrator? with this in this case particularly it, well in this case i'm a bit torn because of course i'm used to watson being there watson yes. isn't even in this in this particular oh. uh series oh. that's this one really uh, he was in the previous one but not not in this so wow. that's that was different is there um, is there explanation for him like offered in context uh-oh oh something just went wrong with my tech here <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. is there any offer of a you know suggestion or reasons why watson isn't um brought into the second edition of this or do we just not hear about that at all not really he's okay. just not there and uh basically uh sherlock and uh, the, the basic story is uh you know uh, Sher uh the professor is having to pursue uh trying to figure out what the, this mysterious order wants and is trying yeah. to accomplish. And he, uh, his bride, uh, who he thought was dead, he was framed for her murder, mm -hmm. uh, was not uh, dead, survived, and uh, basically is is seemingly involved with this order in murky uh, things, and she's in America. So something is definitely being worked on in America. He goes there to try and sort it all out and find uh, Irene Adler, uh, who's uh, basically one of Sherlock Holmes's nemesis, and, uh, you know, tries to, uh, to to straighten everything out. He just wants a quiet life with her. And uh, unfortunately, he's going to have to uh, basically team up with Sherlock Holmes to try and stop this nefarious order, uh, which is just called the Order. Um, and uh, they're, they're planning something really nefarious, which could lead to war. So uh, it's, it's a really... A neat, neat story. They they have to, you know, two geniuses trying to, you know, coexist, but not, but both seeking kind of advantage over the other. Like uh -huh. it's, it's a really neat uh, sort of journey in, into that. It would have been interesting if you had Watson here, because how do you make him kind of follow that path as, as a doctor? But I also wonder, <laughs> since this is post the fall into the falls, was there a time where we lost Watson in the series where? Did he ever die in the series? No, no, he, and not and not oh, in right? this universe either. The one that I'm, like he's oh. he's still uh, there. He Around. is. I mean, you know, Sherlock Holmes has him under his thumb. It's not a friendship so much as a uh, I will, oh. uh, you know, don't cross me, Watson. Do what I need, or you will huh. suffer, kind of thing. <laughs> we won't I have a bad <laughs> doctor now. I yes. love the angles on this. Okay, how necessary yeah. is it, Mike? Um, we talked about superfans obviously picking up something like this, but how necessary is it for you to be familiar with the Sherlock Holmes stories? 
basically, I would say you could follow it fine without that. Like it would still be fun, but you would miss the end. There's a lot of references to various Sherlock Holmes adventures in the actual stories. Mm -hmm. And there's also... Uh, just little uh, uh, one-liners and things that people familiar with the characters will get a lot more enjoyment out of. Like it would still be funny, but if you didn't really, if you weren't familiar with Sherlock at all, you might not get all of the in jokes and things like yeah. that. So that's wow. the real difference. It's this is made for for the fans, but it, it is like it's approachable by anyone. Like if if okay. some uh, you know non-Sherlock fan sat through it, they could follow it. It wouldn't be hopeless, right? They wouldn't be bored out of their seats. <laughs> yeah. So. Is this an anti-hero universe in this sense of, has this been who Sherlock Holmes, with this, does he have a reason to turn the way that we are seeing him in this, as we do with morality, we get to learn a little bit more? Or would this have been, He's, from the beginning, the universe that they are in where he he is not a, a good person that way? He will do anything. He's basically... Right from the beginning, he's portrayed as, as willing to do whatever it takes. Like he has a lot less scruples, right? And and that it increases uh, as the series goes on. So, uh, you know, he he comes off. He, he is, uh, you know, the the to the public, he is this this moral upstanding detective. But you see his underhandedness right from the start. <laughs> and uh, of course, Moriarty is is forced into the situation where. He has to, and he, he really feels it when he has to do things that go against his conscience. And he really has a, a substantial wow. conscience to wrestle with. And he's got this partner, Sebastian Moran, uh, who is uh, the professor's partner in the regular Sherlock Holmes stories. He's an assassin from Scotland mm -hmm. and uh, just a, a you know salty criminal, knows the score, knows what's needed, very pragmatic, very calculating uh willing to do whatever he has to to help the professor and, and save him from his own sort of goodness in a way so it's it's a very <laughs> interesting uh, partnership it's it's a neat neat twist on it all how suitable is it for younger listeners uh you know teens would be fine with this it is written for adults it does address some pretty mature themes and subjects and morality right um in that sense so uh, but teens and older, I would say. I think any younger than that, and, and you might run into "I'm bored, let's do something else" kind of territory. Mm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, now I start to wonder too, with a lot of these what we would consider classics, as how uh, people, you know, generationally how it's being received. Right? Are people picking up things because it's still entertaining? Are people picking up different iterations of? Or are they going to the classic books? It's kind of interesting to. Uh, follow that trajectory also. Um, Mike, how was the acting? Acting was really well done. Don Dominic Monaghan was Moriarty, did it brilliantly. Uh, Philip Lamar was our psychotic Sherlock Holmes. Uh, we have uh, Ross McCall as Colonel Sebastian Moran. So really good acting. Helen Murren uh, was a wonderful villainess, uh, Lady Augusta Mil Milverton, really well performed. Uh, I was just thrilled with what she did with her character. So top-notch acting all the way through. Awesome. How about sound and music? I mean, you touched on the sound, so I feel thumbs up. Headset listening kind of quality? Yes, absolutely. This makes very good use of environmental panning and things. It sounded wonderful on our HomePod minis, and uh, yeah, it just drags you right in. It's It's a really good uh, sound setup and the music is there. It's kind of like a movie quality. It, the music does take a background of the sound, but it kind of sets the mood wherever needed kind of thing. So very well handled. Keeping with the rapid fire reviews, how good was the pacing of the story? 
The pacing is pretty good. You got nine chapters. Each of them are between 25 and 40 minutes. We were never bored. Sarah and I were just riveted right the way through. We heard it over a two evening stretch. It's five hours and 13 minutes total. So uh, you've got, you know, that's uh, two basic evenings worth of entertainment there. Uh, very, very well put together and, and well paced. Okay. Uh, so is this really worth the credit for the Audible members or whomever? I would say yes. There's a chance it's still free in the Audible Plus catalog for people who are subscribers. Uh, but even if you have to pay the 13 bucks uh, that this would cost uh, or one Audible credit, it's easily worth that. This is really high-quality, polished audio drama at its finest here. So uh, you're in really good hands for that five hours and a quarter. Mike, you are so uh, keen to check out any thing that drops, you know, the, the newest stuff from Audible, the newest uh, stuff from Graphic Audio, all these different things, and you bring it to the table here. But is Sherlock Holmes one of the ones where it is of personal interest to you to be one of the first to hear and, and listen to these uh, releases? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love Sherlock Holmes. It's, it's, he's always been my favorite. I don't like many detectives. I'm not a huge mystery person, but Sherlock Holmes has always drawn me in since childhood. And I remember hearing Ralph Richardson and, and uh, uh, John Gilgood uh, doing Holmes and Watson. John Gilgood was the best Sherlock Holmes. You know, be gone, you vile wretch. He was great, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, then Big Finish came up and did masterfully. And now, of course, Audible's waiting in. Mm. And, uh, of course, the big uh, collection I reviewed for you a, a few weeks back, the uh, Burt Cools adaptations were spectacular. So there's there's been a – or Sherlock hangs in there. You know, he is – Oh, he does. A, Yes. Of a, of a, well, it's, it's uh, the world know, of deduction. Piece. Yeah, and and that whole solving those puzzles, you want to beat Sherlock at, at his own game, and and it's it's I've never managed it. I was I've always gotten to the end of one of these and gone, oh, gee, I never saw that coming. Yeah, yeah, and it's brilliant because it, it's all these adaptations of him, right? It's not just him anymore. It's the the interpretations have changed and melded into so many different variations, and I love hearing about it from uh, fans like you. Thanks, Mike. Absolute pleasure. Mike Fair joins us on Thursdays for audio entertainment highlights, and we sneak in tech as well weekly with him. And if you want to check out uh, what we just talked about, the latest Sherlock Holmes adaptation slash release, go to Audible. If you're a member, then you're a member. If you're not, then figure out how you're going to pay for it. All right. After the break, we have What in the World. This is where we flip through quirky stories from around the globe with producer Grant Hardy. We'll be back on Kelly and Ramia. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.